The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about search tactics that help you generate leads using artificial intelligence. Joining us is Jeff Coyle, who is the co-founder and chief strategy officer at MarketMuse, which uses industry-leading technology and methodology for content planning and evaluation using semantic relevance. MarketMuse combines advanced artificial intelligence, natural language processing, and machine learning algorithms to produce actionable insights for inbound marketers. Yesterday, Jeff and I talked about how to use search for lead generation, and today we're to continue the conversation talking about artificial intelligence's influence on content creation and optimization. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Jeff Coyle, the co-founder and chief strategy officer at MarketMuse. Jeff, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hi, man. How are you? I'm good, Jeff. It's good to have you back on the show. You you ready to get going? Oh, yeah, for sure. Always. Yesterday, we talked about using search for lead generation. And my takeaway from the conversation is search is not just a tool for directly driving leads. It can be used to build awareness. It could be used to nurture, drive leads, and even retain your existing customers. Now, the technologies that we're using to figure out what content to create and how to make it actually useful is evolving rapidly. And you're really on the forefront of that. So I want to ask you, what's happening with artificial intelligence and where does it fit into content creation and optimization these days? You know, it's, it's an interesting question right now. Uh, you know, the market likes to jump to the end. And it's just like we were talking about with leads. People want, they want leads now and they're not really focused on building that huge wave of interest and wave of exhibition of interest with their content. So they're not focused on 
I want to write content that tells the story that my business knows everything there is to know about the solutions that we give, the problems that we solve. We're kind of starting to see that with content creation as a kind of content operations game. As artificial intelligence becomes more sophisticated, people are getting to that expectation that they're going to say, Hey, I want this content. And then a content is going to appear and that's going to make them successful. But the reality is the most successful teams using artificial intelligence are using it at all stages of that content lifecycle. So at the earliest stages, the ideation and research phase, trying to understand where their strengths are, where their gaps are, where their opportunities are, where do they have momentum and where do they have power and where do they not to create effectively on-demand content auditing and content inventorying processes. Whereas before, those were team things that teams maybe did once a year with improvements in artificial intelligence capabilities. These are things that can be on demand for teams so they can make better decisions about who they are today and even start getting into, hey, I want to be this other thing or I want to own this. How much is it going to take? How much time and effort is it going to take? So the problem with the market right now, kind of the mass market is believing that the improvements and the impact of artificial intelligence on content is AI's writing content. Okay, we can get into that. I get a lot of Facebook ads for the machines can write your content now, right? Have uh, artificially intelligent produced content. And I understand your point of we all want to jump to the end. I just want something, a person or a machine to create the content that's going to get the visitors without me having to do it so I can scale infinitely and dominate the world. And in reality... Once that happens, basically, we've reached Skynet, and then the Terminator is going to come down from the future, and we're all in trouble. What you're saying is there's multiple steps in the process of being successful at SEO. It is doing your keyword research and analysis. It's understanding how much content you need to create, and even down to what I need to do to make a piece of content successful. So talk to me about what the tool sets are, where you can rely on artificial intelligence, what is actually effective, and what's just... Hocus pocus. Yeah, I think that one... And I can get into generation as well. So making great decisions is... If you're hit rate with content, just imagine this, right? If you're hitting 10%, that means you write 10 articles to get one of them to hit its goals, right? That's the average, unfortunately, what we see. If you figure out solutions that can make it so that you hit 40%, that's going to make a meaningful impact downstream. So that's something that we do specifically, but... That's something everyone should be striving for. It's improving their batting percentage. That's something that naturally your team should be focused on. Those things hitting their goals. The other things, the other advancements really focus on, okay, well, we've made this decision. We're confident it's a data-driven decision that has the potential to contribute to the success of our site. What's next, right? So what would make a great content item that tells this story? What would make a great content item that exhibits expertise at this stage of the buyer journey at answering this specific intent. Well, artificial intelligence can give us the means of constructing that outline from an educated place. So saying, okay, if you're going to cover this topic comprehensively, these are concepts that need to be included. These are internal and external linking recommendations that would make sure that this page puts your best foot forward as far as what you've already built, your existing collection, it integrates properly, and maybe points and cites external points of reference logically and naturally, like an editorial lead might. So those recommendations. And then gets into, here's some candidate structures for this article that would exhibit that expertise as well. So that's what we really focus on. And 
frankly, if you are a traditional editorial agency or a writing organization or operations org, they're not going to do a content item for you without a content brief that's been approved or a subject matter expert interview of some way, shape, and form. If it's an important content item, that's their manual process in most cases, right? So our goal is to try to emulate a lot of those things, emulating that subject matter expert analysis, emulating the process that would go into building a great content brief. That's when you're going to get the writer most educated early on so that when they are writing, it's writing from a place of, of knowledge and understanding of what's going to make this successful. It's going to be less feedback loops, right? Because they already know what's expected of them. And when the writer is writing from that place, they're writing more, they're happier at their job. Maintaining freelance writers and writers on staff is a hard enough game, right? When they're getting their stuff marked up with a bunch of red check marks, and it's like, nah, you're not really getting what we're asking. I mean, it's devastating to teams. It just degrades trust. So we're building technology that both increases trust as well as has those performance-based outcomes. So let's walk through a little mock case study here. We're rebranding my company. Uh, It's called I Hear Everything. We are producing a product called Content as a Service. There's content as a service, content that's out there, but nobody really owns the space. We're, We're trying to be category creators on some level. And specifically, we're new media content as a service. So... Can I go to the machines and say, spit out what the page titles should be for new media content as a service, content as a service? How many pages do I need to write? What do I feed to my writers? How do you produce the outlines? Like if I come to your company or, you know, someone similar that's doing artificially intelligent led content creation with this notion of content as a service content, what's the output that would come out of it that I can then give to my freelance writers? Yeah, absolutely that, uh, what you just described. So basically, we would look at so three things. When you're building a, a candidate list of concepts, right? we call it a topic universe or topic universe generation process. Where can that come from? It can come from your hopes and dreams, your pocket, right? your word list, your topics, your content as a service. It can come from your existing site. And we can learn from what you're already about, what you've covered really well, where your strengths, your breadth and depth of coverage is great. And it can also come from your competitors. So you might say, I want to be a lot like them. I want to own the things that they own. So when you combine those three sources, that makes up about 95% of your likely target universe. There's some other fringe areas, global, certainly niches, that you would want to bring in some other data sets. Um, But for the most part, those are your core. Now it's about prioritization of that. So you're saying to me, there's four different typical types of plans that you'll see. I want quick wins. I want to grow my site as fast as possible by any means necessary. What do I need to do, Jeff? That we can get you those. Here's a quick hit list. The other one is one you described though. Goal based is I want to own, I want to create this category for content as a service. I don't think it exists very well. What's out there is not terribly great. I want to build it. The other one is risks, competitive risks. I have a page that gets too much traffic. It's very risky. I'm dropping. I don't know why. What do I do? The other one is I've got an editorial calendar. I just want to put my best foot forward. But focusing on what you asked in that case, we might have to research what does content as a service mean today in the world? So what are we able to do? Go out and look at everything that's ever been written on that topic and everything that's ever been written on related concepts and try to distill that into collections of topic models. And that sounds super complicated, but it's not really. It's just saying, 
What is that? Imagine like a, a hub and spoke graph. What does that likely look like? If you really knew everything about content as a service, and then we can cross-reference that against your site and say, here's the stuff you have that's on content as a service. Here's the stuff you have that's on semantically related concepts. Here's what you'd need based on our analysis of the market. So it can say, you already have a huge weighted bat here. If you just knock this out with a handful of content items, you're going to have immediate success. Or it's going to say, "Mm, actually, this is going to be a tall hill to climb. You're going to have to really build the foundation here. It's not going to be a quick win. And that's what we do all day, every day. That's our core value proposition. And then the output of that is, okay, you agree. What do we do? Let's build content briefs for every article that we agree on that we're going to write. And then that is what you can hand to your writers. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Where are the places where artificial intelligence provides more value than people? And where are people still more relevant as a resource than content? Great question. The artificial intelligence, when implemented well, is doing three key things. One is making manual labor go away. All right. So if you've got processes in the, that is manual, that are manual, those people should be doing more skilled work, right? So that's one piece. The other one is where we're making decisions based on individual data points or rules, like if-then statements or in search, everyone's favorite North Star demand search volume, right? If we're making decisions solely based on those things, not only do we put ourselves in competitive risks, but we have no true correlation to success if we're making those decisions, right? So what artificial intelligence can do, it can bring a lot of different data sets all into one model. And it can say where the true attribution is. Or it can say, hey, it's all... By us having all of this information, we can make better decisions. And that's what we do. We take a lot of disparate data points and we train models that are going to be more predictive than one could do with if-then statements. And that's really the the big thing from a decision-making perspective. The other piece is it's writers are going to naturally have blind spots, right? The research supports a great writer. All the artificial intelligence should validate the subject matter expert. It should validate 
the best expert on everything. And it should also inform them of things they couldn't possibly know, right? They can't possibly evaluate hundreds of thousands or millions of topics by hand. But when they see the outputs, they then can validate them and say, yes, this makes editorial sense. Or no, I see why it would recommend this, but this isn't a great fit for our business to make that decision. So the editorial oversight, the expert oversight, and then giving the writer the assistance of providing that information. That's the real power. And the other piece is bringing all the parties to the table for these models that can be developed. A great example of this is in also like in lead qualification. I'll keep this part short, but if you're only qualifying leads based on if-then statements, if they are at companies with X revenue or higher, oh my gosh, that may not even relate to your business success. You've got to bring in all your CRM data, all your product usage data. You've got to bring in all of your website activity data all into one model and then see if that demographic data actually connects to the success. We do the same thing with search. We can take all the data that we can have about content quality, breadth of coverage, depth of coverage, current momentum, and performance. Also off-page factors, social factors, links. Combine them in a composite and train models on that. That's what artificial intelligence can do. There isn't just one factor influencing search engine optimization. So why would you ever pin your strategy on one North Star data point when you can take in as many possible data points as you could possibly figure out and let the machine learning drive the bus on which is actually predictive the way it actually is done by the search engines. So why are you doing it any other way? So I guess my last question for you is the cost component, right? I understand when you have that much data, you should use it and you should use a model that's doing what the search engine is doing to sort of match the same process and hopefully get better results. Is it faster cheaper. In theory, it would be faster because a computer is able to think faster than a human. A computer doesn't cost anything to run the same model, although I'm sure you have to pay the service providers. And then the computers have a better understanding of how to use multiple data points to optimize. So it should be faster, cheaper, and better to use artificial intelligence-led content creation. Is that actually the case or am I just projecting out too much into the future? It's absolutely the case when there is some skilled labor that is taking that information and tuning it in the end. It takes some time to get to adoption, but in the end, it is absolutely the case. The easiest ways to get there from a return on investment perspective is by looking in the rear view mirror at your existing performance. So that's the type of situation where you say, okay, how many articles did you write last year? How many did you update? How frequently were they successful? What's your hit rate? What's your efficiency rate? How much time went into each article? Right? Then you get into what it could be, that aspirational state where you could have gotten twice as much done. You could have had twice as much success. How much does that mean to your business? In almost every case where you do that ROI analysis, it's going to be an obvious decision to start to adopt at least pieces of this. But that doesn't even account for opportunity costs, though. And that's what I talk to a lot of teams about. I'm like, well, we could have started having that traffic a whole lot sooner if you were more efficient now. So opportunity costs, efficiency, and then performance. Uh, what we do breaks all three parts of the triangle. You know, It's better, faster, and more performant. And that's where 
That's why what we're doing is really, really different. And that's kind of the dream, right? Unfortunately, there's a lot of noise, right? There's a lot of noise about tricking Google with content. It's not what we're focused on. We're focused on writing the highest quality content, writing content that exhibits expertise for your company. The cool thing about that is what's the downside there, right? You're putting your best foot forward. It's always going to have a meaningful direct or adjacent value for your business. The other thing that's creating noise is something that we've innovated in, which is generation. We generate content, right? We generate draft content though. It's meant to be inspirational. And we use our own system for that. We're not using a third-party API. It's meant to be helpful for the writer to get more higher quality content done. But the alternate, the devil in this angel scenario is using that content and just publishing it. Frankly, I don't mind that because in the end, those people aren't going to be successful anyway. It's going to fall apart because they're rushing to the end. They're not using kind of super processes that make their experts the most loved people in the room. Your experts and your great writers and your great editorial folks, your developmental editorial folks are the most important people for your content marketing efforts. We've gotten away from that. And I think artificial intelligence bring, is the age of the expert. It makes the expert the most important person in the room. The irony is that we're using the computers to develop content that then helps the people be better at their job producing content as opposed to just getting lazy and trying to write it like we know what we're talking about ourselves. Maybe it's not Skynet. Maybe there's a harmony between man and machine. And Jeff, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us a little bit about that handshake between artificial intelligence and content creators. Awesome. This is, yeah, that's what I love to talk about every day. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Jeff Coyle, co-founder and chief strategy officer at Market Muse for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Jeffrey underscore Coyle. That's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y underscore C-O-Y-L-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is marketmuse.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, 
feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Oh,